It's like the last season of Breaking Bad. I haven't uh, seen it. I haven't seen Breaking Okay, well, Bad. let me... I'm going to give you guys... You can spoil the, it. Uh, season it five. I'm not spoiling it. Uh, Breaking season Bad five. spoilers on episode unknown of yeah. Low Stakes Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, season five was... There was supposed to be a season six, but then they like part one, part two, season five. Right. That's it. More budget. <laughs> episode it is because we decided to mix we decided and match. we weren't gonna tell anyone it's a surprise you're gonna find out when you click on it like everyone else does yeah. but we have alec hi alec hi hi chris jared thank you for having me uh tell us about you uh, <laughs> uh i'm alec um i am a sound designer and composer I worked with Chris and Jared previously uh, doing coffee. I did coffee for a long time, um, you know, all while chasing my sound design dreams. But yeah. Awesome. Sick, dude. Well, we're stoked that you're on the podcast. I know. I'm, I'm very excited to, um, I feel honored to even be here. You've got a great voice. <laughs> Thank you. I can't, I, I'm happy I get to listen to it the whole time. <laughs> you're too kind. Okay. I have, I have a question. I have a three-parter. Mm-hmm. It's all same theme, but we'll start with question one. Lovely. Uh, what is the most money that you would spend on a a like sporting ticket? A sporting ticket, like just any like. Let's say it's your boy. Let's say it's the Braves. Right. So. This recently happened. I actually recently was asked this because it actually happened where the Braves made it to the World Series. Um, and I wanted, uh, I grew up watching the Braves with my dad and I really wanted to buy him a ticket. Uh, but the, like one nosebleed seat was 1700 Oh my God. For one ticket. And, and I didn't want, I knew my dad would hate going alone. And I knew he would hate picking between me and my brother. And, yeah. and so what I was really looking at was like $6,000 of, Oh God. Of, and I'm, I, I was like, I, I literally texted my mom and I was like, would dad be mad that I spent six grand to take him to the, cause my, my dad is so like, so it's like, um, money sensitive and like we like I, I grew up um with him like constantly like teaching me that like every dollar matters and like I was pretty sure he would be pissed <laughs> if I spent six thousand. I'm not gonna lie, if I was your dad, I would be pissed. Yeah. I, he <laughs> would be would you have bought it though if I was if he would have wanted it. I had my credit card out. I, I was literally ready to to spend six thousand dollars for that week. And and honestly, like I, I regret not doing it a little bit. Um, but like, I mean, I, you know, told my wife, Maddie, I was like, I might like really screw us and spend a stupid amount of money. But I literally never thought that 
like I would get to see the Braves go to the World Series with my dad. Yeah. It's like a very like childhood, you know, like you grow up watching the sports team that never quite made it. And like they had, uh, you know, they had won the World Series uh, in 96 when like the year after I was born and uh, couldn't quite make it happen again. So I was very close to spending like $6,000. Wow. Um, and honestly, like I, th- I think if, if I had the wealth to do it, I mean, I would easily spend like $10,000 on a, like if the USA is, USA is like in the FIFA world cup finals, I'm, I'm making, you know, a healthy six figure salary. I'm spending 10 grand for those yeah. tickets easily. Uh, but like with my current means, I mean, <laughs> you're not doing 10. I'm not doing 10. I'm not doing 10 for dropping 10 on some soccer tickets. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, what is the most that you have spent? The most I have spent on, um, sports tickets. So you, you, do a, you go to sports. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I go to sports. You go to sports. You go right? to sports. Yeah. Um, so a thousand two hundred would be like, if we're, if we're talking like normal sporting event, um, cause I watch formula one, a thousand one, two hundred is like what it, it typically costs to go. Yeah. And that's like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, a, it's, they know what they have. It's a, it's a difficult, I mean, it's a, it's a worldwide event. Right. And you know, they're only in your country for a very, for one weekend, basically. I mean, it, you, the U S is an exception because we're getting a few more races because we're so, such a large country, but um, the only reason I haven't purchased those tickets yet is like life, not the lack of like willingness to spend that that much. We're just like you have to buy them so far in advance. Like I, you, if you want to go to like um, the race in Texas next year, like you're buying them in like November. Whoa! And so you just kind of have to like plan pretty far out, and and with where we're like me and my wife Maddie are, are at in our lives right now it's like a really big risk yeah. to, to like spend a thousand two hundred dollars for a ticket when we're not sure that we would be able to like make it to the race. Um, so like normal sporting event, I would say my max is two a thousand two hundred specialty event, you know, the 6,000 for my, the world series. And then like, if, if I had a lot of wealth, I would, I would, I would spend a lot of money. Nice. Um, that is, that is, uh, illuminating to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I don't talk about sports with you guys a lot because I don't think it's a common interest and I don't like to be that guy that's like, oh my God. I felt like this this is an appropriate time to talk about sports. Yeah. I, I'm like, I have an unhealthy like relationship with Atlanta United. Like it's a pretty toxic relationship. Can I, I want to say sometimes Alec doesn't talk to me if there's an Atlanta United. Oh yeah. I, uh, oh, dang. I put my phone down a lot cause I, I watch on stream and I have like a 45 second delay and people will text me when things happen. And so, yeah. do you think if I were to spoil, if I were to spoil a game, I would be very mad. Yeah. Like I would be, would that be like borderline ending our friendship? Not borderline ending our friendship. Just but ending the friendship. <laughs> it's like, no, it's done. It's like a grudge I'd have yeah. for like the rest of my life. I'm like, you, you've spoiled that one game though. Like yeah. he'll like find out the gender of your unborn child before you do and yeah. tell you. Yeah. yeah. And it'll be, yeah. In the doctor's 
he'll like write it on a piece of paper and just slam it up against the yeah like, uh, I know you didn't want to know, but I had to spoil it for you. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, spoilers are not fun. And and I do, like, I mean, when we would work, um, when I would work at Stay Golden with you guys, I don't know if I should even say that on... Yeah, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. All right, okay, cool. Um, I... Because uh, F1 races on Sundays, you know, and because we live in America... It's often at like 7 a.m. Yeah. So I couldn't ever watch them live. And so like I had to, I would like lock apps out on my phone, like make sure I do not open this by accident and Whoa. see yeah. the end result. And and we had a regular who would constantly come in and like accidentally spoiled the race Wait. to me. I know their name. I we're not saying their name. I know. Yeah, we're not saying their name. I, know. I know. I talked, I talked to them about Formula One all the time yeah, and I, 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 I enjoyed, you know, it's like one of the only people that I, um, discussed it with but there were a handful of races where you know they didn't realize that i just like disappeared and i was like when i get home on sundays like that's what i do yeah and that always was really lame yeah (laughs) if Uh, if they're listening i'm not mad about it it, but it did happen (laughs) if we're doing that well i really can't wait to like confirm who i think like, oh afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah. like i can't yeah. wait for that I, yeah and they're cool i just yeah. i get it yeah they're That's, very cool and if they're listening they know who they are and they i don't yeah i'm not mad um second question hit me with it uh most money that you would spend on a virtual steering wheel like for oh, gaming the most yeah so are, are are you giving him like fantasy uh like you have unlimited funding yeah i guess there's two ways what like, are the I'm stipulations saying, i'm on saying this. just as you are right now what realistically where would you be like actually that is too much uh, so can i just to clarify are we talking about literally just the wheel or a full rig setup uh and that's how much I know about it. So, <laughs> because I've looked at both, um, so I kind of want to do just the wheel. Just, just I, I get that there's you can there's more max it right. with yeah. all the other stuff, but so uh, for you know the lovely listeners at home, um, I, I do partake in sim racing. Uh, I it's my one of my favorite things to do to pass the time uh, because it takes an incredible amount of concentration. Um, and I'm a huge perfectionist and racing is like, can you be perfect for an hour and a half straight? And, you know, and, and can you be more perfect than, you know, 30 other people? Mm. Um, so right now I have a, I have a Logitech G series, which is like you know, the, the entry wheel, which is a great wheel. If anyone, you know, y'all out there, like I still, I've won races on that wheel. Um, but so you get results, I get results with the chief wheel. Um, but obviously, this is so, it just sounds so weird saying that out loud. <laughs> I want um, how much did it cost? I think I, I spent, want a dollar amount. I think I spent 300 on mine, which I think it's come down a, a little since I, I bought it, but that was like the steering wheel, the pedals and a H pad shifter. Um, but like a Fanatec wheel, um, your easy, like your entry is like a thousand. And I've like looked at that and like looked at my like bonus 
from work and been like, I could spend this money on something that would like benefit me, my wife and my dogs or, yeah. or I could buy a Fanatec wheel. Yeah. Um, and the Fanatec wheels are really interesting because it's, they're like modular setups. So the wheel is separate from the, the wheel base. So the thing that actually drives the wheel is different because different cars have different wheels. Like the wheels that we drive in our like road cars are not the same kinds of wheels that they use in like Formula One racing. Like they're completely, completely different. So yeah. Fanatec has like a, a whole assortment of wheels. Like if you want to do rally racing, like there's certain wheels. If you want to do GT racing, there's certain wheels. If you want to do open seater. Um, so that, that's a, a long way of saying I would spend $2,000 today if my wife didn't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> that, wow. For a wheel. Crazy. Yeah. I, I ask you these cause one, we never talk about yeah. stuff like this. Yeah. I never even, yeah, asked, so never would have asked you how much any of this costs. I just think I've thought about it yeah. in the back of my head and I went, so this, this seems appropriate. Yeah. I, I know you have one more question before, but it, it is fascinating. Like I've spent a ton of time with the two of you and it is like shocking that like, I don't, I don't know. It feels weird that there are like these whole like parts of my life <laughs> that you guys just don't interface with. Yeah. And, I mean, part of it's because I, I know it would like bore you guys to death. Like I'm not going to sit down. I mean, I, t- I used to tell Jared about my, when, when he was like my bar assistant and he had to listen to me, um, <laughs> I would tell him about like my endurance racing and I literally knew he didn't care, but I knew he was like a trapped listener. And yeah. I just wanted to tell someone who had to like pretend that they were interested. And and he's being really nice and not like acknowledging that he probably hated it. But <laughs> well, <clears throat> I I like to just like listen to people like when people tell me stuff that even if I don't care about it, mm-hmm. I like to put myself in a mindset that like if I did care about it. Cause you care about it. I care about it a lot. And I care about you as the person telling me that stuff. So that's, yeah, I guess that's like a lot of those kinds of conversations that people find themselves in. That's how I navigate those kind of conversations. I just like, I might not necessarily want to know what you're telling me. <laughs> and it depends on the person. Like yeah. if I like the person a lot, I have a lot more leeway for that kind of thing happening. But if it's like a really annoying <laughs> It's a tolerance. If it's like a super annoying person I don't want to be talking to in the first place, yeah. that's like a whole different conversation. No, for sure. I I feel like it's funny that you even said, brought up about having those conversations because I feel like I've learned so much about Jared in just doing the podcast. Even oh, before sure. and after, just like the whole process, I've been like, we both were like, I had no idea about any of these things. Yeah. Now I'm wondering crazy. what you don't know about me. I'm like, I think there's like, I would just assume Chris knew like every aspect of my life, but Seriously. Now, now that I'm talking about it, like there's quite a bit that we keep segregated. Oh, I'm sure Jared, you probably feel the same way towards me with like learning stuff about me. Like it's just different when you work or you're yeah. just friends doing specific things, but sitting down and being like, let's talk about this like boxed in question. And it's like, it's interesting too, because typically we hang out in, like we're hanging out in a group right now, mm-hmm. but like the, the whole like focal point of this is like, we're talking to each other and right. that's like not something that typically happens, even yeah. if it's yeah. just like 
everyone getting together and hanging out, the conversations are not like so pinpointed at certain yeah. things that these things like I don't think would ever just naturally come up in a conversation yeah. because you are like a courteous person and you're not <laughs> going to just be like, dude, if I had two grand, I would buy this like I'm steering wheel. That <laughs> yeah. <in> the future. <laughs> it's a really, I, kn- I bet that's a great way to make friends. Yeah. Even if no one listens to any podcast we ever do, just for me to listen back and be like, I learned how much Alec will spend on yeah. a steering wheel. This is fun for happy. us. This yeah. is for us. My wife panicking in the other room right now, hearing <laughs> me. What? Talk about this. Uh, are, are you ready for final yeah, question? Third, third is part three. Part three. Uh, and Jared will like this one too. And I'll like this one too. I already like it. Uh, and I guess this will this will be part three, two parts. Okay. Oh shoot! It's like how much? It's like charades. <laughs> yeah, it's like the last season of Breaking Bad. I haven't uh, seen it. I haven't seen. Breaking okay. Well, Bad. let me. I'm gonna give you guys. You can spoil the, it. Uh, yeah. Season five. I'm not spoiling it. Uh, Breaking season Bad five. spoilers on episode unknown of yeah. Low Stakes Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, season five was. There was supposed to be a season six, but then they like part one, part two, season five. Right. That's it. More budget. <laughs> okay. More budget. That's all I'm giving. There's no extra story. To it. What it is is this. What I'm asking is season five of Breaking Bad. Beautiful. How much money would you spend on coffee? Oh. And, and more specifically, like a coffee drink. We can go into drinks, but. Let's just say, like, keep it vague like that. And then how much would you spend on coffee, beans, if you were to just buy some? Man, this is such... <laughs> I guess the the people listening don't have, like, a context of what, like, of me. Um, yeah, you should drop some knowledge about I, <laughs> that. I'm not you're implying that you're pretentious about your coffee. That yeah, that's, uh, that's an understatement. I was, I was, uh, that's where I was going with it. Um, I care, I care a lot about, I think, I, I think what I'm learning about myself through this is I, through this podcast, through this podcast, oh, okay, yeah. good. um, I, <laughs> sick, <laughs> I understand that life is short and I would rather spend a lot of money and experience unique things than like hoard that money for my entire life. Yeah. And I, I think that kind of, you know, bringing back to like how I opened this talking about like my dad being very fiscally responsible growing up. I, like he, he taught me a lot of very valuable lessons about money, but at the same time, like I feel like we missed out on, on some potential like family memories because like we just never did a lot. I mean, like we obviously went on vacation and you know, um, I, I want to, to be clear. I love my parents to death. Like I understand, you know, your parents are cool. My parents are very cool. They invested a lot in me and my future, and they're the only reasons I'm here in the in the first place. Um, uh, of course, I'm going to have a bias of like, I think my inherent. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm like derailing. Jared's composure of yeah. being like, they had to have you. <laughs> 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 you you. <laughs> That was the kind version. Yeah, yeah, that was the PG version of what I said. I keep it PG. Um, I keep a G around here. I would try to keep a G here. Whoa! I just moved the whole couch. Yeah, I flip the couch. Um, 
I might completely derailed your question and just taking it taking it as a, as a chance to hear myself talk. But um, I I I have the bias of like of growing up like that and always being frustrated that like we we couldn't always do the things that we wanted to. Um, and I'm like this about a lot of my lives. I'm like I don't like I refuse to accept to a fault. Like I, I refuse to accept like lame. <laughs> answers i want to use profanity but i'm trying not to um <laughs> like just, just go for it if you want to <laughs> don't go for it so <laughs> you're like the uh, angel and the devil sitting on your shoulders <laughs> say it don't say it you've like, been great a, a great example is like um you know if we were at work at stay golden right and um a, a, a like a barista in training is like i worked on this bean all day and like i can't get it to taste good i'm like i don't accept that as a response you haven't got it to taste good yet like we can we can keep going like there is a reality where this bean tastes good obviously that's not the case with everything which is why i say like i'm like this there is like a right answer yeah i'm like this to a fault um at at my own work um i I have the same problem where you know i'll like request a feature um i work in, in video games so i'll request a feature from uh like our, our engineers and they'll, they'll say like, Oh, well that's going to take a lot of time. And, um, my response, yeah, my response is like, okay, well let's take, let's take that time. Um, so that's a, that's all you asked me about coffee. I, I say all that because, um, first of all, like for a single cup, like if I'm talking like one cup, I mean, if we're talking like competition, like, bespoke grown like incredibly unique coffee i i would pay like 150 dollars for like one cup um easily like the coffee that you know chelsea um had at her competition which i I forget exactly what it was um but it was you know if you could put that in front of like half the world you know especially people who had never had coffee before, they wouldn't know that it was coffee. Like it, it, it was such a special, it's like strawberries and like milk and f- like all these like really rich fruity characteristics. It barely resembled coffee. Um, and it like it, I tried it like three years ago or something by now. Yeah. And like, it's still to this day, like I can remember what it tastes like. Like that's like how, how many things have you tried like tasted that three years later you can say, Oh, I remember what that tasted like. Yeah. Like that's a very powerful experience. Uh, like, um, I think not only from like a consumer, like enjoying a product, you know, standpoint, but like, I think on, on an emotional level, it, it's like, there are so many cool things in life and it's sort of like when you, when you experience something like that, it opens up like your, that like it changes your perception on, on what something can be. Like, I think that's like super, super valuable. Like uh, before that I had not ever tried like a, a competition coffee. Like I had not ever tried a coffee that like the grower was in constant contact with the barista that was going to use it. Um, and like they worked together from seed to harvest to roast constantly, like trying to find like how to make like the, most perfect version of this one thing and getting to try that like opened up what uh, what I even understand coffee could be 
And yeah, you didn't, it like raised the ceiling on what you thought that exactly. could even be. Yeah, it's it's almost like seeing a new color for the first time. Like we can't even like, it's it's one of these like unknown unknowns. Like you can't imagine what a color you've never seen before looks like until you've seen it. And and like trying a coffee like that, like that was sort of the, um, that eye-opening experience for me. So as far as like monetary, 150 and like, I'm I'm saying that like I I would actually I would do some research like I'm not gonna show up to like some yeah I I, I almost said something like mildly offensive but I'm not gonna show up to some <laughs> random shop uh, that I've never heard anything about that no one's like recommended and then just yeah. drop like a hundred and fifty dollars like there needs to be some like some uh, some credit backing it up yeah I I think like Elixir or Sump if they're like we have a hundred and fifty dollar cup I'm like I'm there I'm yeah take my money like please yeah um as far as like beans first of all i would heavily invest in my own setup at home because it's uh <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to buy beans that are more expensive <laughs> than my, like, every piece of equipment you right have. so if if we're assuming that like all my stuff is like exactly what i want like my kettle and my scales and my grinder are all like the, the level I would expect to make like good pour over. I think I would spend like $500 on a bag of exotic coffee. I think easily. You're such a big spender. Uh, well, I mean, That's yeah. amazing. I, so like I said, like I, you know, I want to experience, like, I don't think I wouldn't do that. Like I wouldn't make a habit out of that, which I think is something to make clear. Like I, I wouldn't make my daily cup of coffee a five hundred dollar yeah. bag. That's absurd. I yeah. would freeze it and like bring it out like on certain occasions. Yeah. And and well, I mean, I'd probably invest in a way of making sure I could hold it as long as I possibly could. Because that's another thing. I uh, I'm like scared of losing things, and I'm sure I would obsess over like I, it's almost like decision paralysis of when when to even brew the thing. Um, yeah, now, I can see that. Yeah, because now I'm asking like, okay, well, what's the best age? Like, should I yeah. age it a week and then freeze it? Should I age it like two days and then freeze it? Like, when, where, where, where is the window that this $500 coffee is going to perform the best? Um, Where's your number, oh, Jared? Yeah, is Jared. it similar? So, Onyx Coffee Labs has this like thing, like a subscription program kind of thing that you can buy into. I think it's like a, a a singular price up front. I think it's like two grand or something, and you get. I'm I'm totally paraphrasing off the top of my head all this information, yeah. so I'm gonna get a this lot of it wrong. This is directly from Onyx. This is like support. just um. An Onyx this is right the now, uh, like, the kidding? essence of the thing, with a lot of wrong information. Yeah, it's I believe it's like over two thousand dollars. It's all of these like different competition coffees that like Elica and Lance and Andrea, like all these super amazing baristas have used. Um, you get all these coffees and all this, there, there's a bunch of stuff they send you. Part of it though, like a lot of the cost is because of the equipment that comes with the bundle. I have a lot of it already. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I want, is there a way to just buy the just coffees? Buy the, yeah. Yeah. And not so everything else. So that said, I'm like, I'm not going to spend two grand. Like that's, I have, that's a lot. because that's the only format that I found access to, to get those coffees from. Like, yeah. so that's clearly where I'm not comfortable. Like mm -hmm. I could have literally just gotten like an additional grinder, additional kettle, like 
really good equipment that I didn't actually need and like sold it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't like dealing with selling things on the yeah, internet. That's annoying either. to me. Um, and I don't know any friends who would like have the money to buy those things cause they are like super expensive. So, um, I think that's too much. This is going to be a really long winded answer for me. So just buckle up. <laughs> um, two grand is like way too expensive for me. Um, I don't see how anything coffee, like a singular coffee or like a bag, even like a five pound bag of something. I'm like, I, I don't need five pounds of this thing. Like I, I don't understand a world where I would spend 2000 on like a singular coffee bean. Yeah. But that said, for like more of a normal coffee buying experience, if I'm in a cafe and I see if it's like a reputable cafe, kind of like you said, Alec, I'm not going to just like go into some place I don't know anything about and expect something great. Like that can totally happen. But yeah. I I also heavily research every cafe I yeah. go into before I've gone because yeah, I have such a high bar for that, that I don't want to just like, that's on me if I'm disappointed because yeah. I'm the one with the super high standard and it's not fair to me to impose that high standard on people that like they're doing hospitality in a different way and mm-hmm. it's just not what I'm wanting. So yeah. I need to get the correct expectation and then go to the right places. So yeah. in this scenario, I'm going to set up, I'm in like a dope coffee shop that I trust is going to be awesome. And they have a geisha and it's like $75 for like a five ounce bag. I'll buy it. Yeah. If they have it as a pour over or an EK shot, I will totally buy it. I don't really care what it costs me. Mm -hmm. Every single scenario I've been in where I have access to a super rare, amazing like coffee experience, Mm -hmm. I have paid for it and consumed it because I want to learn and I want to have that experience added to my like internal repertoire. So I think the most I've spent on a bag is like a hundred bucks, but that's just cause like, that's what I've encountered yeah. Yeah. in the wild. And I would totally do that again. It yeah. was like not a waste. Um, I'm trying to think as far as like, I was thinking about equipment when you first said this question actually. And I don't have like means for this right now, but I really, really want a decent D1 Pro, which is like a $4,000 espresso machine that's really intended for home use, but it's it can be used in a cafe. It's like amazing. It's so advanced with what it can mm-hmm. do. And uh, I would, if I had the means right now, I'd buy that. I, I know it'd be a horrible idea, but I want a Linea Classic in my, in my house. Like, I know it's not meant for home use by <laughs> any means. And like, That'd be so awesome. Not even probably like the best, like bang for your buck. I mean, cause they're just workhorses, but it's like what I've almost every shop I've worked at had a linea and, and I've loved working on them. You're not going to get bad coffee out of it. Yeah, if you know what you're doing. Exactly. And one thing before we go further, I, I do want to make clear, like, um, because I've, I've said some large numbers in this podcast and like, I'm by no means. Alec makes a million dollars yeah, a year. An I'm, hour. I am by no means like hyper wealthy and it, it's, it's not a lack of like my willingness to spend this much money on, on things is not a lack of understanding for like the value of a dollar. It's actually like the inverse of that. Like I, my, my dad taught me like what a dollar is worth and like how important it is to save up money and to like be responsible 
my perspective is like, I accept that. And that is what I'm willing to spend because I'm going, it's that important to you. Yeah. Cause I could die tomorrow. (laughs) And like, if I had died and not ever tasted Chelsea's competition coffee, like that's pretty lame. Yeah. Your life would like, even though you wouldn't have known how it tasted or existed, like your life actually improved after having that experience. Yeah, exactly. Well, Mr. Moneybags. Yeah, Mr. Moneybags. I is before we move on. I want to know, Chris, what yours. Oh, yeah, Chris. I didn't even think about it. What, what's um, your, what's your top dollar that you're willing to spend? I I could definitely, if if it was a great cup of coffee, that it is kind of hard to put it. I guess I I I pose the question, <laughs> not knowing how you would respond to it, but if. For instance, at Elixir, which is awesome. Elixir's fantastic. If they had a cup of coffee that was $45 or $60, I, I would actually get it. And that's, like, I know I'm probably on the lower end for you guys, like, compared to you guys and stuff like that. But, but still like, a lot more that's, still a lot that's, of coffee I would, for coffee. I would do that and I'd go, that's expensive, but to me, there's going to be a value in that. I think yeah. there is a point where, unless I was just like i need to try this i think there's a point where like if i if i i don't know that i would spend 150 dollars on a cup of coffee even if i had the money now i'm just being a frugal yeah you know like but in a if someone were to give me a 150 (laughs) dollar cup of coffee and say hey do you want to drink this i'd be like game on yeah yeah there there is part of me that's like slightly jaded um having worked in coffee for several years of like there are a lot of people out there that would be willing to spend, you know, $80 on like a whiskey pour at like a restaurant. That's then, so true. And then the idea of like spending that much on coffee, they're like, well, that's ridiculous. I'm like, they're both. That, no, that's a great point. They're both beverages and, and they both require a level of craftsmanship to prepare. And, 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 I, and I mean, you know, a bartender is to a barista as a, as a, um, you know, distillery is to a roaster. Like there's craftsmanship the whole way through and and I'm not begrudging anyone who spends an eighty dollars eighty dollars on a pour. Like more power to you. Like, I, in fact, the opposite. Yeah. I encourage you to go out and like experience, like take a risk on like an expensive yeah, whiskey. First, <laughs> Waste all of your money on whiskey. Eighty dollars shots tonight. <laughs> Are you buying? Um. Yeah. Definitely. I a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Th- there's like there's some residual frustration. I think that people have this value proposition with coffee that because it can be sold for like two dollars a piece at Starbucks and yeah, I drink Starbucks at least twice a week. I'll be honest. Like if I'm like out, Get and, out. and I need coffee, like immediately, we cut, we cut the podcast. It, just, right yeah. here. <laughs> it, it says <laughs> I drink coffee yet. And then it like, <laughs> I've actually been censored. They're like, we're sorry for the profane language. Um, you just believe. Yeah, boom. that's good. Yeah. Um, I, I like have lost my train of thought, but that's, that's all I'll say. Like, um, Oh, because coffee can be purchased cheap, I I think there's a a, a cultural res- resistance to there's an expectation that it's like it's supposed to be more available than this, right? And and yeah, I, people have like a very utilitarian relationship with coffee. I think where they're like it wakes me up in the morning, and that's the extent of their existence with it, which is fine, you know. It's um, almost like it's more like they deserve to be able to have access to coffee because. Yeah, they're I mean, it's, alive it's readily accessible and you can 
acceptably drink it anywhere yeah. at any so there there's there's like context to it i think that's yeah. different and i by no means want to be like if you're a caffeine addict then you're an alcoholic like they are not parallels <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think that's that's the thing about it it's it's like um not that alcoholism is funny but yeah I'm laugh. I was nervous laughter. I'm not. I'm not making a parallel there. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I. But I do understand what you're saying, and I think a value is a value. Yeah. To, yeah. To me, I would spend. If I was getting over sixty dollars for a cup of coffee, like a, a nice pour over, then I'd be like, uh, I. I don't know that that's something I would actively pursue as much as I love coffee. But mm-hmm. I also make a lot of at home coffee, so to me, that's also just fun for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And coffee beans same deal like i i don't know that it's spent unless it was an amazing bag of beans like over a hundred dollars beautiful bag of beans i'd have to seen just just, just the most you, beautiful bag of beans man that, i don't know that's a hard number i how, how much would you pay i'm your barista <laughs> how much would you pay me to make you coffee like a pour over and any espresso make me a pour over right now <laughs> uh no don't make it. i'm i'm horrible at pour over all things considered uh that's so weird to put me on the spot right. like a million dollars and i'm being serious a million dollars that's not a joke i'm not being sarcastic <laughs> no i'm oh not gonna I, I don't know i don't know chris doesn't want to put it i don't want to answer that no yeah. no no and, and and segue because i don't feel like answering <laughs> What has made your life better? Um, I'm about to make this like a really sad episode. Okay. So get ready. Um, but I think I just needed the like really brutal wake up call. And like, unfortunately, like COVID and going into quarantine made my life a lot better. Wow. That is a hot take. Yeah. Um, now, obviously the like experience of COVID itself was not like fun and being stuck in my apartment for three weeks straight. And, um, and when I say three weeks straight, I mean like I hunkered down for three weeks. Like I didn't leave my apartment, like not even to like, like we, you know, we would go to Kroger and like do contactless pickup. I mean, I mean like literally it was a three week period. I only walked outside to take my dogs out and like did not drive anywhere. didn't go anywhere. Um, they're like, I, I remember like blinking and being like, I just need to drive somewhere. Um, but so the, why I think, um, quarantine like was my wake up call was, you know, I got let go from stay golden. Um, cause we were going into, you know, the start of the pandemic. I had only been working at stay golden like two months. Um, and, sitting at home, you know, not doing a lot. Uh, and I, I had gone to school for audio production and I, uh, I was like two years out of graduating and, you know, my entire life, like leading up to, um, to graduating from college was, was based around music and, and, and doing things in audio. I mean, I'd been in a cover band from the time I was 12, like being paid to play places and audio was this, um, I talk about audio like it's this like existential concept. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just sound. But to me, it was like literally like how I would live my life. And I graduated 
college and I didn't make a lot of friends in college because I had a very competitive attitude towards the experience, which is like on me that I, I made more enemies than, than friends in college because I honestly, I just, I felt like I was better than everyone else. And that's something I had to sort of come to terms with, uh, that even if I think my craft is more honed in than a colleague of mine that doesn't make their input any less valuable. Like mm. often someone who has less experience might have a you know, fresher take. So, um, what that resulted in was me not having a lot of connections leaving college. Um, I did a very bad job of networking myself and, and, you know, um, really I did a horrible job of making people want to work with me, mm. <laughs> which is, you know, if you want to make money in the industry, like people need to have a desire to work with you. It's and, more about friends than it is about talent and yeah. skill a lot of yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and so I decided to pick up a, like a trade, which was, you know, making coffee um, because I, I really enjoyed coffee and it was this like kind of blend between art and science. And um, I had, I had worked in a couple of coffee shops like while I was in college and, I, I did the barista thing for about five years. And when I was in quarantine, I remember I was trying to teach myself how to use like everyone, you know, everyone was posting like, oh, well, this is what I learned during quarantine. You know, this is the skill I picked up. And I didn't want to be on the other side of this and be like, man, I just like wasted like four months of my life. And I, I, I also want to caveat like, you know, if you didn't do anything in quarantine, like you're chill, man. Like that was not like, that was a very hard time for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to like guilt anyone that's listening to this. It's like, but I do. I'm just <laughs> How do? Um, anyway, so I, cinema 4d was like, um, for whatever reason, I was like, that's what I want to learn for during quarantine. So I was spending every day learning the software that I had no business like messing with. I'm not, I know nothing about visual art of, of any kind. And I was watching a um, a lecture this guy was giving on um, like textures, like developing like rock, real photorealistic rock textures. Um, and someone asked him how he got so good at what he was doing. And he said, well, I've done this every single day for the last 10 years. And I heard that and I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to do this for the next 10 years every day. I want to do audio for the next 10 years every day. And so I, um, I reached out to a, um, the audio director at Frontier Development and I, uh, sent him my reel and I was like, Hey, uh, my name's Alec. I really want to be in video game sound design as a career. Uh, I've applied to a bunch of places and no one will hire me and I don't know why. Um, I was hoping you could give me some advice and this is like cold call like on LinkedIn and he got back to me like within the hour and he tore my reel apart, like destroyed it and he was like, this is what everything you're doing wrong and I was like, man, I shouldn't even like, I'm such, I'm like, I'm so stupid. I shouldn't even be trying to do this audio thing. Like, I can't believe I thought I was ready. Like, those are all the things I was telling myself. Um, and so it was, it was like super disheartening. And then 
I, depending on, I don't, I don't want anyone to be upset at me about this, but stay golden reaches back out to me and they're like, we want you to come back. You can say I reach out to you. I mean, I specifically, specifically reached out to you and said, please God, yeah. come back. Um, and my heart sank. I was like, not because I asked, not him. because you asked just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I had been in the, I had been in the service industry for 10 years at that point. And I was like, I can't do this. I've got to, I'm going to die by the time I'm 35. If I continue working in this industry, one, especially, I mean, the next six months would prove to be the most difficult six months of my entire life. Um, working through quarantine. Cause uh, you were like, by that point, I don't know exactly what the date was when you started essentially like working for free for right. the, the company you work for now and also working a full-time job <laughs> at stay golden. Yeah. So, so not to break like chronological, like chronological order too much. So it's a little easier to follow. So stay golden asks me to come back and like, it's, it's that like knee jerk reaction of like, I don't want to do this anymore. And like that showed me that like really pointed my life back towards audio and it, and it was such like, it was a, a negative inspiration in a sense, but it, it was what inspired me to, I, I would go to work, I would come home, I would work on my Foley reel. And I did that for like three months. And then I sent that reel out to some studios, um, and hidden leaf games that's who I work for, um, was starting at the time. There wasn't any money yet. And, um, my, uh, my now, now my boss, uh, took a chance on me and he liked my interview and hired me and I, I worked for free for several months, um, you know, on a dream, uh, working full-time, stay golden full-time at home on a, on a, basically a passion project. And, uh, after almost a full year of doing that, um, we got funded by a venture capital firm and, um, now I'm living my dream life where I get to make video games for a living. I'm now, uh, an audio, like there's, I'm, I'm in charge of two other sound designers and I have multiple years of experience in game development now and yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. So it, you know, I, I don't, I don't want even to, to walk away from this and thinking like, oh, I loved quarantine. Like quarantine was so awesome because I know that specifically I, I I meant to mention it in, in the, in the order, but the only reason I'm as close with Chris, you know, is because of quarantine as well, which is another, yeah. another, the other, the other side of that is, you know, I wouldn't have developed the, the close relationship with you that, uh, that we have uh, if, you know, if we didn't play smash every day. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that was very helpful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not to like, just hard left turn like off a bridge and like get just really serious in the middle of me telling you guys how I was going to spend so much coffee. But honestly, I mean that like quarantine is a great example of like why I feel a bit the way by my relationship with value. Yeah. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because it, I, I got a taste of like what everything getting taken away was and like who, who cares about money like at a time like that? Like I, I wanted to, to not be miserable the rest of my life. And I wanted to do something I, I truly loved. Um, so COVID was just like the wake up call. Like, yeah, you, you want to 
empower yourself to have a life that you actually enjoy. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I'm living a dream life. I, I went out, you know, I did the thing I've like spent my entire life, like working towards and I, I achieved it. And I, I understand like there's a level of luck, um, with that. And I'm, I'm very gracious for the opportunities I've been given. Um, but yeah, Dude, that is awesome. I think Thank that's you. really cool. Yeah. I'm happy for you. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just Chris, like, I'm happy. And I'm sad that you're yeah. not. Chris Begrudge says, no, I, I miss, I miss working with you guys. I really do. I don't miss working at Stay Golden, but I miss working with you guys. Well, we'll, we'll hire you as the, um, audio tech for the podcast. Thank you. No, just kidding. That's Jared. Jared does everything. Yeah, Jared fires himself. (laughs) Just disclaimer, Jared does everything all the time. How much are you willing to pay me to to edit your podcast? Uh, (laughs) Jared's like, let's find a number. I'm so Uh, freaking busy, dude. Dude, I know. I'm so busy. Let me just add one more thing to my list of things that I do. I, I recently did that. Someone was like, hey, you compose music. I was like, yeah. Like, you want to do that for free? (laughs) <laughs> and you were like, yes. I was like, reason. yeah, man, of course. I actually, I was, I requested to be paid in beer cause it's for a brewery from my hometown. What? Yeah. Which they, they agreed to pay me in beer, which is fine. I mean, uh, I'm not taking it too serious. Shout out to still fire. I'm going to, I'm not mad about it. It's just reality. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think on that note, we're, we're, uh, we're done with the episode. So thank you, Alec. Thank you, Chris and Jared, for having me. It's yeah. been a, a pleasure. Dude, it was awesome. This was a very awesome conversation. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys invite me back sometime. We, we will. We will. Definitely. Uh, thanks, everybody that has tuned in and continued to tune in at this point. Uh, we really appreciate you guys, and we're stoked to see what this uh, podcast journey looks like for us. And we just love it. We like it. So I didn't curse a single time. The whole yeah, process. you so great. You, you, you <laughs> successfully so caught myself multiple times. <laughs> 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 <laughs>